Hey everybody, it's your friendly neighborhood GM Alex coming in real quick just to put in a little bit of a plug. Our friends over at Dice Populi produce an amazing tabletop role-playing anthology series in which every player is also a dungeon master. Each dungeon master brings in new settings, stories, and styles that are all woven together into a single campaign by the headmaster. It has fantastic voice acting and amazing original music all with their first campaign, Dicey Waters. Here's a quick trailer to listen to. Welcome to the Badlands. Four prisoners set sail on Dicey Waters, threatened by the sea. We're gonna have to get a new boat. By the beasts. How big are these birds? We need to run now. And by each other. I don't know why they would want to put me in jail. Because you sunk one of their ships. They don't know that. Join Colt, Locke, Edmund, and Maeve on a journey full of magic, tragedy, and laughter in a podcast adventure like no other. Listen to Dice Populi on Spotify or at DicePopuli.com. Well, we hope you go over and check them out, but we hope you enjoy episode 14. Welcome to Lil Fady and Friends. That's, <laughs> that's the name of a podcast, right? <laughs> I think so. A rap podcast with Lil Fady. Lil Fady. <laughs> <laughs> I need like some birds tweeting in the background. Oh my god. It's like Lil Fady and Luna. Dave Matthews band is comprised of like nine members. Do you think like the other eight signed off on that? Or like yeah. when they submitted their name for like a battle of the bands back in the day? It's like, and up next, Dave Matthews Band. They're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Shut up and play Marching Ants. <laughs> yes. Uh, that. Now, now I just can't stop seeing Lillian without a grill in. I Does know. Dave Matthews have a grill? Oh, because it's Little Fady. Little Fady. Little Fady. Oh, that's fair. Fady. Now we can only think of Dave Matthews with a grill. Little Fady in the hood. Uh, Literally, uh, Luna has a gold chain and she can barely oh, fly. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, it's in back, background, just going choo choo. <laughs> She's your hype man. <laughs> How can a three-ounce bird carry a five-pound cold chain? You have that deep of a voice. Uh, all right, let's kill this clockwork little shit. So we're just jumping into it. Yeah. So we're going back to I'm it, excited. I guess. All right, all right. Little Fady and Co. Yeah, Boom. taking it down. Boom, and boom, thanks boom. to Sirens Game, we have some sweet, sweet clocky sounds. Great. Now I have to put clocky sounds into the <laughs> edit. You're the worst. <laughs> I mean, you already had to. You have a clockwork sword. I didn't say you were inside lady. of a giant clock. <laughs> it clocks. It has when ears. It clockworks. Um, it, I feel like it's, yeah, established a presence so large that we just feel like we're inside of it. We go back. To the basement at Topaz Solutions. As the word Baphomet echoes, Ed, suddenly Ed, Ed. the small limbs of this clockwork toy start moving. You watch 
as its six arms pull back, swords raised high in the air, and they come down all at once, clink, and hit the wall. It looks like whatever it was supposed to hit isn't there anymore. <laughs> the vial? <laughs> it's supposed to break that bottle. <laughs> and you look And you look over to a dead tree, and you assume that it was probably supposed to pop out and attack you. <laughs> we just, like, bypassed everything. Wow. <laughs> After missing so many traps... <laughs> You thoroughly disarmed this one. <laughs> I have a question. Yes. If we put a thunderstone in it and we reset it, <laughs> when it taps the thunderstone, will it activate it? That yes. feels worth the effort. It 100% <laughs> will. I think we have six of them, right? We yeah. do. We have one to blow through. Are you just gonna, and I are you have just a profession trapper and have a craft trap, so I'm going to set it up. Why not? Fuck it. So you're going <laughs> to reset the trap right there? No, I'm going to set it in the in the doorway, in the staircase when we leave. I like that. I like the idea that you carried around and you, you hand it to somebody with the thunderstone, and she just goes, hey, what's the name of that? Uh, that evil god that's the goat god? And then like you run away. You're like Baphomet, and then it explodes in their face. <laughs> but uh, you can leave it at the base of the stairs. You're more than welcome to do so. You kick open the chest. The mouth materializes, says this message, dissipates. The contents of the chest lie bare. What do you do? Check for false bottom. I go over to the... You want to just Man. check what's inside the chest? <laughs> oh, I thought you said the contents lie bare. Well, like, yeah. Okay. So they're open and you can see them. Got it. I thought you meant like inside of it was bare. Like there bare naked ladies. No. The band. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. One, one week. Oh, you mean BNL? Oh, yeah. I'm not, I love BNL. As a Mormon child, I loved that band, but was like really confused. I even asked my mother one time, do they have naked ladies at like their concerts? <laughs> my Ooh. mom was like... <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. They don't speak about this at, uh, <laughs> at Mormon Church. Uh, <laughs> perhaps one day they will. And mm. they must. That's got to be the point of the name. They, right? sp- they speak solely <laughs> about bare naked ladies. Assumed. Like you open up the book. You mean they must have bare naked ladies <laughs> at their concerts? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay, yeah. They're like, oh, we're yeah, going to be so big. In the scriptures <laughs> like of John old. Smith laid bare, <laughs> it says, Lo, and a band <laughs> shall come named after the nudeness <laughs> Of woman, lying, and you shall listen to that Canadianish band, <laughs> and ye shall like it. It's lying <laughs> with large forest creatures, so it's speaking of forest creatures. Kind of I don't actually know if the mandragola is one, but lady, <laughs> ladyan, Lil Fadian. <laughs> Lillian is Are you having a stroke? <laughs> should, I just, should I just restart this entire session? We might have All right, to. so you see a clockwork. Your name's Lil Fadian. She Fadey, needs by another the way. beer. Little, Lil Fadian. Lil, yeah, Lil how Fadey. many beers Lil have you Fadey. had? It's like two, right? Lillian. Almost one. <laughs> yeah, I haven't even finished this. Lillian is going to go over to the Mandragol. Mandragol or Mandragol? <laughs> Keep guessing, you'll get there. Mandragora. <laughs> Mandragora. Anyways, I walk up to the Mandragora. 
And um, she's going to start, like, breaking sticks off of it. Jesus. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. So I'm going to look what's in the, the chest. chest. <laughs> <laughs> what's in the chest, Alex? And Lillian immediately Please. just turns and just starts snapping limbs <laughs> off of this dead creature. So useful. She's easily distracted. You look inside the chest, and you see five silver holy symbols of Iomidae. Sweet. Should we detect evil to make yeah, sure they're not? Could I, yeah, I'll do one part detect evil, and then would spellcraft tell me if they're like, well, I guess we do have something. Like, yeah, have like they magic. been desecrated or anything? Or, or yeah. So go ahead and roll me. Uh, so, so you don't roll either of this. You yeah. don't detect evil, and you don't detect magic. Okay. Is there anything, I, I guess, that's either not necessarily like off-putting, but looks different from what I would expect from a holy symbol of Iomade? Roll me a perception check. Natural 20. Ooh, so as Alu just, yeah. and Errol are looking in this chest, Errol reaches out to grab one of the symbols, and right as he does so, Alu grabs his hand and goes, wait. Alu, as you look, you see that there's a thin layer of something covering the symbols. I'm assuming I can't identify it myself. You wouldn't be able to. You you notice it. It looks almost like a somewhat opaque paste. Not quite white, not quite clear. And it's tough to notice, but you spot it right off the bat. So I'll pretty much Errol, no, don't. There's something there's something on it. Is does anyone is anyone able to to tell what this is? I'll come take a look. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. As Elaine just snapping twigs. I best not to just two hundred pounds of twigs just one by one snapping it. I don't want any part of that. I'll come take a look. Yeah, what the kind of check would it be to It'd probably Identify. be, uh, it's going to be a craft alchemy check. Yeah. To look oh. oh. I turn yeah. to Lillian. This is Lillian, awesome. can you come check this? <laughs> oh, yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure thing. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Oh, for good measure. <laughs> She's going to craft alchemy, you say? Right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's going to be... Whatever 12 plus 12 is. 24. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever a lot plus a lot is. Um, you recognize it as a malyas root paste. It is a poison that when touched for six minutes causes this damage to your dex, one might think. Ooh. Lillian's gonna take one of the sticks she's been holding and try to like lift it. As you shift one of the symbols off, you see underneath it a note. Uh, it's folded. And and is there a film on the note? <laughs> uh, I if, if I have I mage it. hand. Yeah, so you go have mage hand. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I've got my sticks it. over here, but if you want to bust out your fancy <laughs> mage hand. Like working like devil like sticks, just like flipping sticks. it. <laughs> She's like, oh, hold on, can't, can't get it out. Uh. <laughs> it's, it's stuck in the corner of the box, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's stuck in the corner of the box. Hang on. If I get, Alu, you, you know use what? this third stick. 
I'll just like come in between her legs. And oh reach man! Forward and this session's falling off crazy. the rails. Uh, <laughs> We're you, like five yeah. minutes into it. Maybe. <laughs> Anyways, I'll find out next time on the final crusade. Um, they're gonna think someone just died immediately at the beginning of this, and we just called it a day. So the mage hand comes, unfurling the note, and it reads, "To the slaves of Ioma Day, we figured." We were done. Why not punish you further? Okay. So these were followers of Baphomet, and they pretty much knew that they were going to die, so they booby-trapped the symbols of Viomedae. You don't see any sign of struggle or death. If anything, these were left behind. Yeah. Uh, there's no one here. You do not suspect the individuals that you stopped on the floor above were these same people as they were <laughs> looting the place. Yeah, I mean, like, the way this whole place was, like, set up was, like, the clockwork thing was sitting in front of the bilious bottle. You open up the chest. It laughs at you. It breaks the bottle and, like, poisons everybody in the room. And then if you decide to grab the chest with all the symbols in it and you touch them, you get poisoned. So it's just this huge booby trap. Are you ready? Are you ready for this? Topaz solutions, more like topaz problems. Hey. Oh, <laughs> my God. I was not ready for uh, that. Full disclosure, I told her two weeks ago to come up with a good pun. That's the best she could do. I'm just Did kidding. you wow. really? No, that, that was amazing. Yeah. That was all you. Whispering into my ear at night. I think we deserve another Dice of Fate, maybe? <laughs> yeah, right. I'm going I'm to give you a dice, an inspiration <laughs> dice inspiration for that. Inspiration. <laughs> That was terrible, and you earned it. (laughs) Oh, my God. After Lou reads that message, he gets a little bit flustered um, (laughs) and kind of calms himself down. I swear if I find whoever wrote this note, I will make sure that's the last thing they will be able to write. I'm going to cause them some real topaz problems. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, ah. <laughs> is that the name of this episode? We're just gonna has break. <laughs> just break the cadence. <laughs> yeah, break the cadence of, of the, the uh, naming convention. <laughs> Green topaz problems. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Um, I mean, maybe like one final sweep around this place and um, see. Yes. So you're saying there was a bunch of gourds or gourd-like things hanging mm-hmm. from the ceiling? Uh, would that be a knowledge of nature to kind of check on Tried. what those are? Uh, yeah, you oh, looked okay. around. It doesn't seem like they had any real... They may have been drying. They may have been ornate. It but seems like the whole reason for setting up things down here was complete malevolence and just to kind of be off-putting. Like the symbol with the like the symbol of the um, pentagram with the goat's head inside, the traps, the symbols that are covered in like this poison, this evil plant waiting in the wings to attack you the the bottle like they just whoever came in here they wanted to kill because they were done being here it's really weird too because it was so well concealed (laughs) 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 they were like we're gonna get those motherfuckers if they ever find (laughs) (laughs) well i mean this was a secret location but they would assume the individuals that were seeking out this location Mm -hmm wouldn't be ones that would be inside of their own society, right? Because you'd be warned, you'd be trapped. So the only people that would be seeking them would be people like us. Or Heroes. like Rift Wardens, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. People that protect Canavras. So you'd assume this was laid for those seeking them, not for those that are them. 
Hey, Errol, was there anything in that false bottom? There was no false bottom. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is why Doug and I eat pizza and not fucking vegetables. I'm ready to go. What about you guys? Brutal. Errol's going to go over and pick up the clockwork thing and take it with him. Um, I'm going to go over to Lil Fady, um, <laughs> who's, I imagine, gone back to just snapping twigs off of the little monster. Um, say, do, do you think this is worth bringing with us? I know it's about 200 pounds, and by you snapping twigs, it's going to take a while to, to get it small enough to bring up, but do you think it would be worth taking with us? I might have a means to do so. If you have a means, I have the will. So, yeah. Yeah, let's take a look All at right. this. I'll, I'll activate another round of cloud walking, which can carry up to 1,900 pounds. Jesus. Um, and I'll pretty much, I imagine, take that up with us. Um, I can't remember. Is the, the cart's kind of like following us in tow, right? With Barb? Yeah. So yeah. everything would be. So I imagine that we would take it up and then drop that body on the cart as well. Okay. So you load up the the body of the mocha onto one, the yeah. cart. Um, and it, you know, seems to be missing a lot of limbs um, <laughs> and a head. So it's mostly just like a stump, I guess. Uh, so you put the stump. <laughs> in oh, the you cart. snapped a lot of twigs off in the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Errol also cut its head off, so. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Polo did you take his arms like a Boy Scout carrying firewood. <laughs> <laughs> so helpful. So you load everyone up onto the carts, ready to go. You feel like you've checked out this city block. Uh, you know that next you need to head further north. That is where you'll find um, Anivia's home, Guerm Mansion, as well as uh, another location for the Templars. What did you say, Guerm? Yeah, Horgus Guerm, his mansion. Oh. I thought you said Anivia's home. The Tower of Estrad. Yep. Oh, so bo- all three. Anivia's house, Horgus's house, and Tower of Estrad. Um, yeah, I thought we just hit those out as they... Yeah, yeah what, what's the closest one from our current location heading that direction? Um, you would think, because it's a little bit out of the way, that it's a little closer, would probably be um, Guerm Mansion. Okay. Okay. Cool. Um, and also, before we get going, let's, I'm going to dole out some healing because I know Poe got hit pretty hard. All right. Well, pause for healing. So you're all healed up. And I got arrows. And you got arrows. Yeah, I was down to two. It's my quiver. <laughs> that's that's important. <laughs> Lillian has those super awesome firebolts. The reason this entire episode has fallen off the rails is because of Travis. So we all... Agree to this. <laughs> <laughs> He's not. That was the point. I like this conversation you're having with yourself. Roll a bluff check and then do a sense motive on yourself. Okay. Oh. So. <laughs> this bit's He's rolling. <laughs> you're a lying piece of shit. <laughs> no, I'm not. <laughs> okay. I believe you. Is the dart or is the deep voice your, your mind? <laughs> yeah. Poe has a deep voice in his mind. Ooh. Nice. Poe so hears voices these days. He sounds like Batman. He does. Poe does hear voices these days. <laughs> I feel like that should be concerning. Speaking of dark and broody, Batman. So it's dusk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pause for edit. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, it, it is it, it is dusk. And you all made a decision as to where you're going to try to head next. Because you, you can either 
try and track up at Topaz Solutions, or you can make for Daybreak and see if you can hit Gwerm Mansion, I think is what y'all are saying. Yeah, Horgus sounds like he's got a lot of money, probably a pretty sweet pad, so I think we want to go and try to hole up there potentially for the night. All right. And before we leave, was there... Because Errol had found the like secret room to the basement. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else of use on like the main floor? Um, no, you... you did a good job searching. When you okay. were searching for the secret door, you would check to see if there's anything of importance up there, and uh, you feel like you did your job. The thieves actually helped you out quite a bit because they stripped the place pretty much bare. Okay, that that's what I was making sure. I didn't yeah. know if we had like caught them in the middle of it, and there's still more to like poke around. Or they were probably close to the end from the looks of it. Okay. Um. So you turn in a different direction. You're no longer heading north. You heading more to the east. You pass through other parts of Canaveras, broken, brittle, parts still burning, even in spite of the recent rainstorm that you had kind of washed through. As you continue onwards, um, you slowly see this large structure appear. You imagine it's what Nasirian Manor may have looked like before the catastrophe that befell it large wrought iron gates a very big piece of land especially inside of the city walls and a rather resplendent building as you roll up Horgus gets to his feet and he starts kind of looking side to side closely inspecting and he starts kind of mumbling to himself rather rapidly a bunch of ingrates that did everything I, I could for them, and, and they're gone now. And I just, well, I just don't know what to do about it. I, I, I gave, I gave them good corn, I gave them good housing, and they, they left. As you get closer and closer, you realize that the house is fairly unharmed, especially for some parts of the city which have these giant, mile-wide trenches cut through them. Uh, his house, a bit battered bit bruised, some shutters perhaps fallen off, chipped brick, uh, small scorch marks, but it still stands, resolute and complete. As you approach with the cart, you come to a stop. He jumps out, immediately runs up the stoop and through the door into the entryway. Well, I guess there's no traps. <laughs> <laughs> He was going to say maybe someone should yell out at Horgus. To yeah. Horgus, hold on a second. Let's, let's do a clean sweep make sure everything's all right here. As you all call out to him, you just hear, The bastards! I cannot believe it! Those bastards! And he just is like screaming inside the halls of his home. Oh, so he's like inside now. Yeah, he like... He completely threw caution to the wind, ran inside. Errol's going to try to like tail on as much as possible. Yeah. I'll keep a yeah. line of sight on them. At I think least, Lillian's at concerned least. that there will be attacks. Yeah. So she's going to run up to And Lou's going to follow soon. I assume just before I imagine we go through the door, I'm going to do detect evil. Just see if the immediate vicinity of where we're going into has got any... So you're hanging back a little, extending your aura. So you Correct, can, yeah. If you can uh, sense evil. You do not. Okay. Everyone else runs in, swords drawn, crossbows at the ready, arms ready to cast spells. You walk into a home that is well outfitted. 
you do notice the shelves are bare, cabinets are empty, the larger pieces of furniture have been left, and Horgus is going through drawers, one by one, seeming to take an inventory. There's nothing in there. The last bits of daylight still stream through the windows, but no torches are lit, though they still hang in the sconces. He's running around, uh, doing what he can, taking inventory of what he can find. So it seems like he's just more preoccupied at people ransacking his stuff as they left. Seems like the help kind of... Helped themselves. Took, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, Inspiration dice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a Paul inspiration dice. <laughs> you inspire me, Travis. <laughs> and uh, your hard alcohol. Um, uh. Errol's gonna light up the two like main sconces in the uh, like hallway here, just to kind of shed some light. So as it starts to get darker out. The light you cast from those sconces fills the room and the room in dim light didn't seem so bad but you notice it's in quite a bit more disrepair than you were originally ready for you see cushions slashed you see the sides of clocks opened kind of looking for secret compartments secret containers trying to find whatever small riches may have been squirreled away inside they have truly ransacked his home uh, Tammy sees stuff is kind of torn up and she feels bad. She doesn't really know anyone, so she's just going to start slowly mending small objects to try to help. Oh, that's so nice. It is. Uh, could a loot do a survival check to see if I can tell if it looks like it's been looted or if yeah. maybe demons or whatever have come through? And yeah, yeah, I'd like to do that as well, survival. Ooh, natural 19, so 21. Yeah, so... Um, you look around the room. I allow you to do a survival check. You do a survival check. Um, <laughs> you notice that these have been done with sharp knives. There's no ragged markings of teeth or claws. Mm-hmm. Um, everything seems deliberate. The sides of the clock that have been cut out, the various secret spots, uh, they're square in shape. Um, done so quickly, but with purpose and by someone looking for something. As Tammy takes a moment and starts mending together some of the cushions on the dining room chairs, Horgus stops and takes notice of what Tammy is doing and realizes as if suddenly like drawn back to where he is. He looks to the door and he sees Anivia hobbling in and sees the rest of you injured and bloodied sore and sodden and he kind of folds up his ledger book sticks it in his back pocket I'm sorry I continue to get distracted by the trappings of my old life mayhaps they have left one room alone one that they may not have thought or been able to access he walks from the main foyer through the library to a fireplace. You see him push on three of the 12 symbols that line the outside of it in a very specific pattern. As he does so, the fireplace rotates, Mm. going into 
a larger room in the back. This room, unlike the others, seems undisturbed. A large sweeping staircase circles upwards into what you would assume would be an outside turret. You see him sigh and relax a little bit more. In this back room, you also notice a little altar built up to um, Avatar. Something he obviously keeps out of the general purview of the public or the higher crust of society that may pass through his home. He walks over, grabs a flint, lights the candles each, and gets it going, providing a dim light to the room. I know you have been through much, and I can't offer next to anything as recompense for what you have lost. He walks over to a bookcase, and he pulls on one of the books, and it recedes back, and a safe rises up. He clicks in some numbers, and he opens the safe, and gold pours out. This is a small payment for what I may owe you. May I provide the compensation someday. But while you are here, I implore you to take the time, rest up, and ready yourself for the battle ahead. I think it best if I stay here in my home and try to figure out how best I might be able to utilize myself for the coming problems. What do y'all do? Poe wants to, having not entered the house, sneakily go around its circumference, making sure there's no brigands or demons who are waiting to ambush the place. As you walk around, go ahead and roll me a perception check. Ah, a good old natural one that brings us to a 10. Perhaps it's because of the breaking light or just because his home is surrounded by a good amount of arborarium, arbitorium, trees, forestry. Uh, forestry. Um, it doesn't seem like there's anything that's waiting or lurking in the shadows waiting to strike. He walks into the place and is like, where the hell is everybody? Oh, wow, that fireplace isn't the way I would expect it to be. Oh, hey, team. Uh, <laughs> that was a cute journey. Do we know what the like the shrine that he had? Do we know who that person is? Abadar. Abadar. Um, yeah. You would have you would have an idea of who he is. Um, if you want to ask someone who's more religiously inclined, they can further inform you. But he is a good deity. He tends to be a deity that errs more on the sides of materialistic gains. But he's still a good deity. I'll roll to see if there's any more information. I can clean from that. No, can't. On Abadar? Nope. I think I've failed every single Doesn't knowledge religion check yeah, I've ever done shit in this that. campaign. Why not? 17? 17. So with that, uh, you know, he's the god of cities, law, merchants, and wealth. He's known to be very patient. Uh, he maintains a strong... Uh, neutral stance in his actions, but he is often associated uh, with neutral goodness. Well, I think we should get everyone 
in here if we're going to stay here the night. Bring everyone inside. This would be a good place to hold up for the night. Okay. Um, does he have any type of? Does he have a garage? Yeah, I was gonna say like a secured like shed or something that we can put the cart into at least for the night, or should we kind of bring everything into like the main foyer? You probably want to bring everything into yeah. the main foyer. Okay. Uh, doesn't look like anyone commonly comes on the grounds, but the state of how everything seems to be, you don't know how many people have been in and out of there yeah. in the past couple of days. Maybe it was just one big rush by all the people left behind. Maybe it's been various people that are desperate, which is why the the, the destruction has gotten more and more, um, has gotten further and further along, just as they search more and more desperately for whatever's left behind. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I think it's smart to try to bring everything into the room and leave. The only trace would be pretty much the cart at that point. Yeah. And we can put it on, like, the backside of the house yeah. or behind a tree or something. Okay. Put it in a bush. Yeah. Or just um, bring her inside. Are we talking about the cart or Barb? Barb. Everything, including Barb, yeah. I yeah. feel like, like this beautiful, like, chase that's in this graphic that we're looking at needs to be utilized. <laughs> <laughs> just, like, scraping it across <laughs> the library floor. <laughs> leaving these very clear marks that go into right. the fireplace. It won't fit through the hole. <laughs> the I was just going to say was. putting Barb on the chase, but that... that we can do that too. I just like that Lily wants to sleep on it and she's just dragging it by herself <laughs> while everyone else is carrying something. No, we're putting Barb on the chase. We're not bringing the chase into the library. Right. I'm sorry. I should have thought that you were going to put Barb on the chase. There's a lot of she's going Duh, around in this conversation. I'm just kidding. I might be confused. <laughs> um, as you check out the upstairs floor, it's nothing special. It's a pretty casual attic inside the spire, but it is flat and it is mostly empty. So if you need to, you can also lay out your bedrolls up there. We dragged uh, the chase up there. Oh no, I lost it. Take two d four bludgeoning chase damage. Quick, save us before we go down and chase. Oh no, my back. Roll a reflex save. So you drag a chase inside. You put Barb on the chase first for some reason, making it even harder. Um, <laughs> but you managed to get everything inside. Um, Tammy, what are you up to? Where is Horgus? Horgus is in the back room trying to like organize things and get make space for everything and for everybody. In the back of this room, or in the room? in the secret room by the, behind the fireplace. The secret room. I'll be in the secret room. Um, guy like me. And I'm curious to know what that ledger was that he pulled out and stuffed in his pockets. Okay. So I'm going to try to mage hand it out of his pocket All without right. him noticing. He will notice. Fine, I won't do it. Um, Just because mage hand Poke, is... create a distraction. <laughs> he stabs him in the kidney. <laughs> I was going to say, Poe, filthy farts, but... Yeah, he could stab too, I guess. Gosh. And the stab creates the filthy fart. Um, is no, so, do you want to ask him about the ledger, or do you just want to steal it? I suppose I'll ask him, do I have to do the... What's in your pocket? <laughs> Is that a ledger in your pocket, or you just have it? <laughs> I knew that was coming. I knew that was coming. <laughs> and he like turns around. And says, oh, 
I forgot that you were here. Huh? <laughs> Bright red. And he uh, <laughs> he takes the ledger out of his pocket and he hands it to you. And he takes like, a real ledger out of his pocket. <laughs> and takes a gun out of his other pocket. Shoots you. Um, <laughs> he hands you the ledger. It's but a simple tale of what we have been through. If you care to flip through it this evening, I'm happy to lend it to you. Your fingers kind of brush through, and you see multiple pages with dates over the last five or so days. The first several pages are a list and receipt of transactions with abruptly uh, an entry marked uh, about five days ago. And it starts with, we are underground, trapped in the city of Canaveras is under siege. You flip through and you see that he has kept kind of a more detailed record of what he's been doing over the past couple of days. The most recent page is everything that has been damaged, a detailed count, and his best guess and or estimate as to what it will cost to replace, fix, or otherwise um, repair those objects. This is a boring journal. <laughs> Poe sees it. Hey, can I have a piece of paper out of that? Uh, of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> Why is everybody owing? Because you've been asking, you've been asking for paper. I have been wanting a paper for a long time. <laughs> And uh, sees the quill on the desk that's in this graphic and writes a little <laughs> note on it, folds it up into a paper airplane, walks out the front door, and throws the paper airplane. It crashes two feet in front of you. Uh, you then roll me a sleight of hand check. Fifteen. Fifteen. You make a slightly better plane. And you throw it, and it catches a breeze. And goes beyond the gates. Poe walks back in. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> We're all standing around waiting <laughs> to see like, what's going to happen. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it flew. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're all waiting with bated breath, other than I understand that missing me is really reasonable. I'm just amazed at a time like this. You are making paper airplanes. <laughs> I mean, paper flying things, birds, paper <laughs> birds. Because airplanes don't exist, see? Get it? Paper on the man is doing that to the GM. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a guy like me. Uh, <laughs> um, Errol's going to kind of talk to Horgus and say, oh, we appreciate your hospitality, mate, and thank you for your contribution towards our purpose. Uh, we will make sure that it doesn't go to waste. We, we're happy to be able to get you back back home. We've all lost something during this time. And, and I do appreciate it. And, and let me offer one last service. I believe I can care for the remains of our mutual friend, at least for the time being. Though it is important that she be interred, I think this place is as good as any, and I can promise you that I will care for it, and I can make sure 
to make the arrangements so that she is buried in the heroic manner that she has earned. It should be to the defender's heart. Hopefully before dusk tomorrow, we will send word to have her have her body retrieved. Yeah, it stretches a hand to uh, Errol. And he kisses it. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, he shakes it. Takes it. Takes his hand. Nice, good, firm shake. One gentleman to another. I hope you make it, and I hope to see you again, my friend. I offered you a dagger before, and you declined. But do you want it now that you're going to, like, stay in this big house all by yourself? And there's, like, brigands around stabbing shit. And he kind of laughs mirthfully to himself. <laughs> and you, and he smacks his elbow against a wall, and you see above his head a rapier. Yeah! Stands, and it falls, and he outstretches his hand to catch it. and misses terribly. <laughs> and sticks in the ground. And then he picks it up out of the ground. <laughs> and he starts moving it about his head, thrusting and stabbing. And then puts it back on the table in front of him. Goes, I think I'm well armed here, but I appreciate your concern. <laughs> he did talk about, I think it was in episode one, how mm-hmm. he was good with the rapier, mm-hmm. if only he had one. <laughs> and then he passed up that sweet, sweet store. Rapiers, rapiers, rapiers. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have time, Horgus. <laughs> and I like rush. that Horgus finally gets home and then wields a weapon <laughs> to be useful, because that's fucking great. <laughs> nah, I think Horgus uh, was great. Everybody's been great. Um, cool. I'm going to wait for him to leave to go through his stuff. Uh, he's going to sleep in the main room. Perfect. Cool. Let we'll me know when bait. he leaves. <laughs> we'll know if <laughs> someone's out No, no, he's going to sleep in the spire with all of y'all. He's going to sleep oh. on the bottom floor. I think maybe like the main it's room. more or less the most secure spot. He's going to wait for all of you to make sure that you're ready to go, that you brought everything inside off the cart, and he's going to seal the fireplace so okay. you can sleep mm. there for the evening. So, is anything anyone wants to do before they go to sleep? Uh, is Anivia? I, I assume Anivia is with us. Anivia um, is with you, yeah. So, Alu's gonna approach her. I assume she's either sitting or standing in the corner of the room. She's sitting in the corner. Um, she's trying to fix her damaged crutch. Uh, she's trying to bind it together with some twine that she found uh, to make herself a little more mobile because the snapping of the crutch is obviously what caused her to miss her shot in the first place. Um, so I'm going to approach and kind of almost awkwardly just not necessarily sure how to start a conversation after the bust stuff that happened, um, losing his temper. As you walk up, she is focused very much on her task, binding the twine as tightly as she can around it. She doesn't raise her eyes to look to you, but simply goes, I... You wish to speak to me? I, I just want to say uh, I'm, I'm sorry we couldn't go to try to find your wife tonight. It just took too long to, to get to where we are right now, but I really do hope she's alive. She stops and looks up at Alu. Oh, do you now? You no longer wish my death. You no longer wish her death for my sins that have transpired. And tears start to well up in her eyes. I kind of 
crouch down to kind of get eye level. I, I want to also apologize for my, for losing my cool. I just, you know, from a young boy, I've been drilled into me. No mistakes, no mistakes. Mistakes cost wars. I'm sorry, I, when that happens, I know it wasn't your intention to kill her, but I couldn't take it. I'm sorry. With that, I still don't think I can forgive you. She but, straightens up. But I can up. try. She straightens up as you say this. And composes herself. I understand. And I hope one day to forgive myself. But know that what has happened and transpired weighs on me ten times what it weighs on you. She turns back to her binding. You know, you, you remind me of someone. It was a while back, a decade or so, when I was younger and more alive, certainly more alive than they. Why his name was... I think it was Deku. Well, he was amazing with the bow. And we stood side by side doing our best to fight back. I don't don't know what happened to him, but I see him in you. Though, he, uh, he never grabbed me and shook me and yelled in my face. I will say that. De- De- Deku? You fought with my uncle? Oh, he's your uncle. He's the one who trained me. No mistakes. Well, I can tell you something. He made none. Never would have guessed, but he was always perfect. Until I heard he wasn't, and then I never saw him again. He's been looking after me ever since my father died. My mother's been fighting these wars. He's been training me all my life. He might as well be my parent, but small world, small world. I wish it was larger. Fade away from that scene. Is there anything else anyone wants to do? Um, Lillian's gonna be, um, I think there were a couple of scrolls that we came across. She there wants... was two, um, so there's a new wizard's spell book you found, mm-hmm. and there was a scroll inside that spell book. Okay, so Lillian is quite interested in and reading that, okay. but um, I know I, I don't know if she's the one who has it right now. Uh, Errol has all your gear right now. Okay. Canonically, and because Paul's also tracking. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, Errol, and thanks, Paul. So, um, Lillian's gonna try to grab that and um, gesture to Tammy really excitedly. Ooh, let's see what's in it. Oh, scrolls and books. I'll, um... That was on Tammy. (laughs) (sighs) (laughs) Maybe that was... (laughs) That was excited, Tammy. (laughs) Maybe. Is that what she said? I'm excited. I like reading. Uh, Tammy's going to mend the crutch of Anivia because I have mending. Um, So whatever broken sticks 
they're unbroken now. Nice. And then I'll walk over and I'll say, Scrolls and books? I love scrolls and books. <laughs> See? I did it. <laughs> wow. Inspiration. <laughs> Role playing. You know what? Just take the rest Excellent. of them. Here we go. Here's a, here's a satchel. Just full You're of them. phenomenal. How do you do it? <laughs> Bias is bullshit. You won't you, believe this, but my mediocre perspective. Damn it. <laughs> um, so both of you will pour over that. Uh, we can do that a little more off air. Uh, Poe. Outside of throwing your little airplane, is there anything else you'd like to get up to? Um, is the timing such that I can overhear Alu and Tammy's conversation? You'd hear everything. I I'd imagine... It was Alu and Anemia. Ah, I'm yeah. sorry. I was looking at characters. I'd imagine that Poe would pick a good spot to be out of perhaps direct eyeline, but be leaning, sitting, and... A repose and listening in. A That's a very good description of what Poe yeah. would be doing. So he slides over his chair, m more obvious than a rogue should. <laughs> hey guys. So I don't want to be imposing, but I heard something. That was interesting. A loop. If you don't mind, you can say no, it's fine. But you had said something. You had said that mistakes cause wars. Now I make mistakes all the time. And they don't cause wars. So this this led me to think, are you like noble or something? Cause that seems like is a king fucks stuff up. I tried to stop swearing. I was like, <laughs> fuck shit up. And then I was like, no, I shouldn't say shit. But I had already said fuck. <laughs> so it was like no, too late. I go too off the rails. <laughs> it was like too late at that point. Anyway, so. Anyway, it seems like kings, when they mess up, it can have dire consequences. Is that kind of like what you were alluding to? Are you like famous? Sorry, maybe because of my accent, it costs wars, not causes. Awkward. Sorry <laughs> that. Sorry that. that also, I, just I, I liked your pun imposing. Oh. Where's my inspiration uh, dice? Uh, <laughs> minus two inspiration <laughs> dice. <laughs> oh, minus four. <laughs> okay. Well, nice conversation. Thing. I push his chair back so it's upright again. <laughs> <laughs> I like that visual. <laughs> no. All right. Uh, so you all turn in for the night? Yeah, I was going to say that when, when um, we go through our spells and do our things, um, Lillian's going to cozy up to the chase where Barb is. Fall asleep with Luna. Aww. Aww. That's so sad. Where does Tammy sleep? I'll roll up in a ball and sleep at her feet. <laughs> Girl, sleepover. Sleepover. Bo, where are you sleeping? I'm going to sleep next to this, like, weird stuffed animal thing. <laughs> oh, never mind. That's a chest of scrolls. <laughs> I thought that was a chair with, like, a little mannequin thing on it. It's not. I'm not sleeping in. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> Freak it. Uh, I unload all the scrolls and I get up in that chest. 
That's where I'm sleeping. Errol, where are you, where are you hanging out? Uh, I think he's going to be uh, kind of next to the chaise, too. Okay. Just maybe like sleeping on the floor behind it. Probably uh, facing the fireplace, maybe. Keeping an eye out. Yeah, I think, yeah. Like, he's not one to kind of like have his back to mm. entryways and stuff like that. So he's kind of always at alert. So Alou, what do you have to? Um, well, it looks like there's on that... I guess on the staircase going upwards, there's kind of a bookcase underneath it. Um, there looks to be an empty-ish shelf up there, and I think as a cat, it's my duty to sleep on the highest perch possible. Indeed, and b- above that shelf is that upstairs attic as well that's mm-hmm. completely clear. So you can sleep just, that is an open staircase, so you can sleep just below the attic level, so you can peer out, but then also be at the I mean, like, point. actually in the bookcase itself. <laughs> <laughs> like the highest shelf in the bookcase. An allusion to our dungeon cat, our very own. <laughs> well, I'm going to hit away all, all the books so I have room to sleep there. I'm going to hit them all out. <laughs> all right. So <laughs> I came I up now. <laughs> with the actual mechanic instead of the false mechanic who wants to do some dreams. Ooh. Easy, I do. Easy peasy dreaming. One to ten. You got yourself a nightmare. 11 to 20. You got yourself a nice little dream. Is this like if we choose to dream? Or is this, are we just going to do it? You for... can choose to dream. You can also choose not to dream if, if you so oh, wish. I'm a dream. Can you get like a lucid dream if you get like a 10? <laughs> if you get a natural 20, you can lucid dream. I'll let you interact with what I'm saying. Oh. Like that. If you get a natural <laughs> oh one, God. it's going to be dumpy. I think Lillian wants to go first. So one, one to ten <laughs> is nightmare. Eleven to twenty is, is dream. dream. Okay. Eighteen. Eighteen. Ooh. You're in a yard. Lillian's sitting there, and it's a beautiful summer day. A little older than when we last found her inside the school reading a book. Across from her sits another girl, dressed much the same. Between them is a woman, stern look on her face. On Lillian's shoulder sits Luna, fresh, adorable, poofy. And as we look across at her counterpart, we notice that she has a small stoat. Brown, beautiful chestnut-colored fur. Both hair lightly blowing in the breeze. Girls, today is a most important day. We have taught you many things. And I think it best to know that your power has its limits, but it also can be limitless. So I invite you both to be the first inaugural members of our dueling club. Now. Lillian, Chesabel, the rules are simple. Outwit, outmatch, but fuddle your opponent. But do not harm. On my mark, the old woman raises her hand and snaps her fingers. And dancing lights chase out of them. Lillian and Jezebel stand straight up. A hand extends from Jezebel, missing just over Lillian's shoulder. She turns back, hitting her in the face. Jezebel sits there, dazed, 
unable to move. Lillian extends her hand again. Dancing lights rush into the face of the other student, losing her footing, falling to the ground. Everyone cheers, excited, small amounts of applause start to rain out from the girls watching on the outskirts. Well done, Lillian, well done. Jezebel stands up. Stupid freak. Think you're better than I am? She extends a finger. A glob of acid shoots forth, going straight for Luna. The glob stops midair. The old woman holding it just outside of her reach, casting it on the ground. Such a temper. I know that she was a little late to bloom, but don't be so naive. We will not accept this in this coven, young lady. I think it's best if you leave. Lillian looks proud that she has become the champion, at least for now. And we fade away from the stream. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. Come on, that 20. 15. 15. Tammy sits in a tree. The end. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had Mysteries to. Mysteries <laughs> Who's next? Uh, <laughs> that was good. Um, <laughs> Tammy sits in a tree. A copy of the histories of cannabis and the, the cannabis in the cities of the world wound sits in her little claws. She running through the pages much quicker than you'd expect someone to read a book, let alone a goblin. Her fingers pass over rather quickly. Her lips move ever so subtly across the words again. And again, she flips through to the end. Time passes. The day moves from dawn to a hefty and heated midday. She has cast one book for another. Magical beasts and where to find them. Sits in her hands, running her fingers across the pages again. This one just as well worn. The midday gives way to dusk, and now she has a different book. This one... Religious iconography for the inner coastal region. She runs her fingers across the pages several times. She folds it and puts it to the side, picking up the same copy of Beasts and Where to Find Them once more. She sits, fingers flowing over the page, rereading the words for we do not know how many times. As she sits and the early evening sets in, a small disruption catches the attention of the animals and the birds running in the trees. A slight seismic activity of a step. Boom. 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 A methodical thump. Everything seems quiet and silent. Slowly, those seismic activities give way to the steps of a stone creature sitting there in their Druidic garb. Tammy looks up excited. Ah, you're back. She jumps down, runs up to the Oread, embracing 
its leg. It puts a nice gentle hand on top of the head of the small goblin. Of course I'm back. I always come back. But I have some good news. Bara reaches in to her satchel and pulls from it a length of string. On that string is a dark black metal key. I realized that your time in the woods, though good for your magics, have done nothing for your mind. With this, perhaps you can find the knowledge you seek in the libraries of Canabras. Tammy takes the key from her hands, feverishly excited, dancing in place. Bucks, 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 oh, I can read so many bucks! And starts dancing <laughs> around the Oread excitedly. When can I go? Promise me one thing. The world is unkind to your type. And I am one to worry. Only go when there is no sun left in the sky. I promise, Bara. I promise, I promise. Dancing around. And we fade from there. Where are we going next? All right, I'll go. Roll that natty one. Oh, 11. <laughs> 11. It's a dusty road. Kind of a sad and rainy day. Alu walks. Hood over his ears and his fur, his stubby fur fingers sticking out from his fingerless leather gloves. A trudge, to say the least. Walking from one location to the city of Canabras up north. A nobleman inside of a carriage catches up to the catfolk on foot, sitting, sticking his head out. Good sir, Good sir. Where are you headed? Alu looks up and pays no mind. The person blusters a little, looks back down. I asked, good sir, where you were headed. Please, don't treat me a stranger. I am a kind man. Alu looks up once more. Canabras. Oh, well, I'm headed to Canabras. You should hop in with me. Alu disregards the man's invitation. Fine. Be as you are. Let's go faster, please. And the nobleman takes off ahead. The day grows long. Night sets in. Alu sets up a simple camp with a small fire. As he sleeps throughout the night, he hears screams rip through his very dreams, pulling him from this dream within a dream. He looks and stirs and heads for the noise, armorless, barefooted through the night, pads moving slowly but quietly. He comes across the nobleman sitting beset by wolves. 
Unsure of whether or not to make himself known, he watches as the wolves grab the man's shoe, ripping it from his very foot. Instinctively, he reaches behind himself to grab an arrow, but it's not there. His quiver, gone, just his bow. Thinking out of instinct, Alu jumps, attacking the wolves, wrestling them to the ground, the nobleman grabbing a knife, managing to interpose himself. The fighting gets bloody, it gets raw. Alu loses all sense of himself. Next thing he knows, he's awake again. The light clopping of horse hooves and the gentle stirring of a carriage underfoot. On the other side of the carriage sits the nobleman, concerned, brows knitted in worry as Alu begins to move. The nobleman stands up. Oh, thank God. I thought you had died. Well, perhaps this time you'll let me take you to Canabras. My name is John Gearskin, and he extends a hand. From there, where are we going? A solid three. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. I want to see a Poe nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> There's Poe. Where are Poe. my nipples? Where are my nipples? <laughs> There's Poe. He's in, like, four shirts. <laughs> <laughs> Too many shirts. Too many he, he shirts. He takes off one. Another appears. <laughs> yeah. He takes off another. It appears Does again. it never end? No. 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 No, I can't be shirtless. <laughs> becomes like that scene from Joey and Friends where he's wearing all the clothing. That's that's how it ends. And you wake. Um, oh, good. I can feel my nipples. Oh. <laughs> A light clip-clop of hooves on cobblestone fill the late evening. Poe sits atop his horse travel, slowly moving through the streets on his way home. He arrives, hitches up his horse, and goes inside. Mother, I'm home. He goes inside and finds it empty. Mother? Mother, where are you? He walks around the house, checking each room, going outside to the galley, Panic starts to grip him a little bit. Mother, this isn't fun. He looks and starts quickly shuffling over the tops of tables, the small desks, looking for a note, a sign, some sort of indication that she's okay. He begins to feverishly look over things. Mother, mother. He steps outside the door, but it's different. Travel is gone. The hitching post snapped. The buildings have given way to flame. Above him, a silver dragon fights an ancient demon lord. People scream. Fissures open up in the ground. His clothes tattered, blood streaming from his face. Mother! Mother! He runs through the street, looking as best he can. He gets to his old hideout finds it empty, friends gone. He gets to the street. He can't see anything. He only hears screams. He falls to his knees. He begins to lose it. 
He doesn't know what to do. Right as he's about to give in, he feels a hand on his shoulder. Large, familiar. He touches it with his own. The flames subside. The screams give way to silence again. He looks and sees Barb calming him. As we go from there, we find Errol. Four. The first days in a new city are often the most interesting. Hope, fear, wonderment, all mixed together. What lies around the next street corner? What friends might I meet? What challenges await the day? Errol walks, axe in hand, his satchel wrapped around his shoulders. He sees as they begin to build the lists set up the flags for the coming attractions of the following days for the beginning of Aramas, an exciting time for a new person in a new city. He wanders around seeing the familiar symbolism of Iomidae and of Sarenrae. He stops in the temple, pays his respects, head bowed, listening, praying, As he walks the streets, he sees a figure, almost a figment out of the corner of his eye. He turns and nothing's there. He wanders in the direction of it, coming into an alleyway and he sees much the same dash in through a doorway, follows it into the doorway and he has stumbled into an old temple tough at first to make out what it is he recognizes the pews and the altars he knows that it seems familiar strange for someone who has never been here before he walks to the altar and almost intuitively he knows to reach under it and he pulls out the book of Torag brown stained cover familiar the gold leaf pages identical from when he was a child he looks out and he sees members of his family now fill the pews behind him a single dwarf old beard long and braided it's time for you to swear yourself to the church of Torag. Errol holds the book in his hand. The same trepidation and anxiety fills his breast once again. It's all right, Errol. We're all here to support you. Feverishly, he starts twisting the book in his hand. I can't, I can't do this. He puts it on top of the altar and he starts walking down at a rather fevered pace, his head bowed in shame. When he looks up again, the people are gone, replaced by skeletons. Nothing but death. Confused, he looks back and sees that 
Instead of the old wise dwarf stands a demon sitting, clapping. I'm happy you fell from my trap. And now they're all dead because you couldn't make one little promise. The skeletons animate. Stormin grab at him, start tearing at his armor, ripping it away from his body, start clawing for him. He turns to the sky and screams, waking once more inside the home of Horgus Squirm, alone in the silent darkness. He shuffles, reaches instinctively for his breastplate, remembering what he has lost, turning over, and goes back to sleep. Day breaks, and a new adventure awaits you. What all do you do? Also, awesome job, dude. That was awesome. Wow. <laughs> that was great. Inspiration dies for you. Just kidding. <laughs> I was half expecting Errol's nightmare to be just like Poe's version of Errol, shirtless, rubbing his nipples, going, I'm Errol, I'm Errol. Just like dancing around him. And just like a million copies of him doing it. He's a twisted form of himself. <laughs> this awful caricature of himself. And no matter how many shirts you put on, it's never enough. <laughs> <laughs> That seems really derivative of Poe's nightmare, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we don't get paid to be here. <laughs> uh, no, that was great. Yeah, yeah I think... Um, Lillian might have learned a couple spells, potentially, depending on what happened between her and Tammy. So. Yeah, awesome. Okay. Um, did Tammy learn any spells in the, the meantime, whilst the dreams happened? So what we learned upstairs away from the basement is that scrolls are either used up by her or me, right? Scrolls are but never used up by a wizard, but they're always used up I by a it, witch. I thought scrolls were, but like a wizard's book was not. Oh, you're right. A so wizard's spell book no, was you're right. not. You're right. I'm sorry. So b both you and um, Lillian do use up scrolls. So you're it right. would consume the scroll. So depending on that, Anything in the wizard spell book, I could try to record, and then you could take and try to feed it to Luna, but we would have to divvy up the scrolls. Okay. Um, so we could do that okay. now, or at the end of the session, whatever I you mean, want. I mean, there's a lot in the spell book and a lot of scrolls, <clears> so <throat> we should probably do that off air. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we definitely should. I was thinking about Anivia's. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. That's that's the best non secretarious <laughs> jump back in that we got going. I um, you were waiting for us to make a decision, and I was like, probably. I liked it. I liked it. Uh, you yeah. leave Gorm Manor, or Gorm Mansion, excuse me. You continue onwards. You leave behind everything save for Anivia and the cart. You may also want to hold on to the body of the Mandragora if you so wish. So you're rolling through, you head back into the city, westerly, start turning back towards the north. As you continue onwards, you enter the southern part of the city. As you roll up, drop the cart, and you just hear this argument break out. No, no, you give us what you have. Let's just slit his throat and take it. Why are we waiting? Don't, no, we have a procedure for these things. 
no, no, we don't. And you hear this arguing back and forth and back and forth coming from the north. Can we see far enough to see like what these people are, who these people are, what they're talking about, what they're dressed like and wearing? You have to get a little closer. You're you're pretty far off. I was gonna say, are they pretty enamored with this? Yeah, uh, it looks like this one person. So would it be not easier for to, us to sneak up? But could we just start kind of slowly walking up? You assume that they are very much distracted. Okay. Yes. So I imagine we kind of all look at each other and start slowly making our way up. Yeah, I'm gonna move as slow and carefully as possible before they. All right, so you can't go much further than you are. You're about 30 or so feet away from them without rolling a stealth check. I will. All right. If you want to, whilst you're close, it's going to be a tough check, but you can try for perception to make out what they're saying. Oh, yeah. Poe loves perceiving. Yeah. He doesn't want to sneak. Poe doesn't (laughs) love sneaking. (laughs) 21. 21. 20. 20. Are we perceiving before I sneak? Uh, You can do both if you'd like, yeah. I feel perceived. Well, I got uh, 20. Uh, yeah to sneak you get close and you just start hearing listen little man you promised us information you said you used to work as a messenger and that you had stuff that you could use against us it's been two days and you have nothing calm down don't tell me to calm down now give us something, or I'll slit your fucking throat. Girls, girls, calm down. Everything's fine. I I have it right here in my satchel. And you just hear the shuffling of paper and hands. Wait, do we recognize that voice? Poe does. Poe got a 12. Poe still recognizes okay. that voice. <laughs> Poe's having away. an inner battle in his head. You like, think? Bitches be tripping. No, that's sexist. And then the voice comes through. I recognize that voice. <laughs> you recognize you? it? Yes, as... I do. Okay. Are you having an argument with yourself? <laughs> <laughs> the voice is in my head. Well, the voice in your head is deeper, I thought. It can't be his friend that said Cheddar's. <laughs> He's right outside of Cheddar's. So. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Errol, you rolled a 21. Yeah. There's a sign above his head that says Cheddar's. <laughs> <laughs> cheddar. Er, cheddar. <laughs> Errol. <laughs> Aaron <laughs> just like I love cheddar. Cheese, cheese. He's uh, he's kind of waiting a little bit for other yeah. people's cues because um, he doesn't want to get too close because yeah, he is loud as shit. So, so I think Alu heard you kind of mutter or at least have a look of like knowing who this is. Who is this? Well. I recognize him as Nikki. Nikki. So Poe's distracted by the voices in his head, but he hears the voice of Nikki and uh, perks up. What's cooking, good looking? <laughs> in a while, crocodile. And like he <laughs> moves the cultists aside <laughs> and starts walking towards Poe. Roll for initiative. <laughs> oh my gosh, you are not going to believe this. I think I will. <laughs> Weird. I was really hoping for that uh, 
surprise round, but you know. <laughs> Poe has voices in his head. <laughs> you, you may have been hoping for the surprise I like the, round. I like, the image. I like the image a lot. <laughs> I like it. Tammy got a 15. Poe got a 6. Louie got 11. Lou got a 13. Errol got a 20. All right. Because he's on your side, Nikki got a 13. Solid. All right. Errol, you get to go first. Errol is going to do a full round action charge. 10, 15, 20, 25, 30, 35, 40, exactly. And he's going to swing. Nope, that's an eight to hit. That does not hit. Not even flat footed. <laughs> not even flat footed. Okay. Not even touch. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Tammy, it is your turn. Uh she'll walk up thirty feet and then she'll cast potent magic magic missile on the cultist that is um, furthest away from us, top left corner. Top left corner. Right so hand. you have the three cultists, top left corner, top right corner, bottom left corner. So top left corner. Yep. All surrounding Nikki. And uh, I'm going to damage it. Uh, that's 12 damage. 12 damage. Woof. Dang. <laughs> Woo. You slam them with these three magic missiles, and they look bad. The cultist in the bottom left corner moves up to attack Poe. Poe's like, Barb, is that you? 12 damage? She actually doesn't. She stays where she is, and she manages to reach out um, from a considerable distance and slash at Poe. Oh. That's a considerable distance, girl. To slash at Poe. Is that a glaive? Um, Halberd? You don't know because (laughs) does a nine hit? (laughs) I have good news. Yo, Nikki, look what I can do. I don't got no shirt, and she still misses. <laughs> <laughs> she grimaces. Uh, Alu, it is your turn. And she still misses. Um, well, I think I'll move up 30 feet to kind of catch up with the group. Well, I'll move 25 feet. Um... Can I still take my bow out and shoot, or can I only just take my bow out at this point? As a move action, take out your bow, mm-hmm. um, and then you can shoot. Okay. So I'll... You, they are going to get partial coverage yeah. through post. That's a plus two to their AC instead of a plus four, because yeah. they don't have total coverage. Okay. And I'm just going to shoot the one that's closest to us. Sounds good. Bottom left corner. Yep. Nice. Got a 15 on the die, so that is a 23 to hit. Yeah. Matrix is out of the way. Of the Which one did Tammy <laughs> hit with her top left corner? Top left. Okay. Yeah. And I'm going for the bottom left corner. Nice. Nine points of damage. Nine points of damage. So yeah, you definitely catch him. Weird. Uh, they're looking a little wounded. It is Nikki's turn. Nikki takes out his sword, just elated to see his good old friend Poe. Where have you been? And just stabs the, the bottom left corner one that you just attacked, or at least tries to. <laughs> 17 on the dot. Uh, 17 hits it. <laughs> Get him, Nikki. <laughs> Get him. Oh, <laughs> roll one on that die, though. Oh, uh, but, but manages to get him. 
elated to see his friend Lillian. It is your turn. Okay. Lillian is going to. Oh, let's see. Let me do my next touch. Where's Errol? Is he behind us? No. Errol's up next to Nikki. Oh, he is up. Okay. Right up in the shit of it. As usual. Yeah. All right. <laughs> She's going to move up behind Errol and cast Mage Armor on him. Nice. Bing. I feel mage armored. <laughs> <laughs> you should. Can we record that just so <laughs> I can always have that? I like. I'll interrupt what you're saying when I'm editing. Just to put. Oh, I feel mage armored. Uh, it's better than the previous one. That <laughs> it's pretty good. One of the cultists turns, takes out a scythe, and swings on Nikki. Ba-da-da-da. Not with the natural three, she doesn't. All right, it's Poe's turn. <laughs> She's going to five-foot step, actually. The one in the top left's going to five-foot step, see if they can't get in a better situation. Poe, it is your turn. This bitch thinks she's the Grim Reaper. Anyway, <laughs> I'm walking away. <laughs> so it does... <laughs> what? So does that step across count as... It would incur an attack of opportunity. Okay. So Poe's like... Dude, check this out. That's well, a five-foot step, though, right? No, nope. <laughs> he's just straight going for it. Um, so he gets an 18 no. for an acrobatics. That beats her CMD, so you're good. So she goes to, I don't know, scythe me, and I, like, glaive. suck in my tummy. She glaives <laughs> the glaive. Nope. And then he's just going to keep on keeping on. So 5, 15, 20, 25. 30 to incur another attack of opportunity <laughs> and that's a tw- adjusted 20 holy shit <laughs> zip zap zoop I, I got i got nothing i got <laughs> like dude you're not gonna believe what has been going on I, I like that you're probably like doing these barrel rolls and somersaults like mid-sentence like oh my god <laughs> You wouldn't believe. Yeah. What's been going on? <laughs> They're like just trying to hurt you. <laughs> but this is a good reunion. And then he's going to miss, apparently, as he tries to stab him, just knowing how Poe does his life. But he's in flanking position, and he does 8 plus 7, which is a 15. That's a hit. By, by the way, wow. when you use acrobatics to avoid attacks of opportunity, you can only move half Damn of your it. speed. Okay. Well, since this is a new rule... We can't retcon stuff. <laughs> Literally <laughs> said Says that before. GM, right? <laughs> this is uh, flavor acrobatics. You uh, will incur one attack of opportunity okay. from the individual at the top right. That's what I'll do Deal. to reconcile that. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds really good. Oh, man. She's going to get you with a 12? Uh, does that hurt? She goes and gets me, and I'm like, no. <laughs> no with your glaive. No. Four, two, three, seven. I'm just crushing over here. <laughs> Stay away from me. All right, now you can do your stab stab. Okay, stabby stab for six damage, and from now on, Poe's going to walk a little bit slower in his barrel rolls. It's a little bit tough for me to dislike that, if only because of his like bravado and casualness really adding to the introduction. Maybe he's a little hyped. He's moving a little faster than he normally would. It's going to take a five-foot step up to here. And uh, reach out and swing on you with their glaive once more. 
Natural 20. Critical Ooh, threat. I was about to call That's it. I was about time. All right. Here you go. Roll to confirm. Natural 2 on the confirm. D10. Damage dice. Let's Ooh. see how these exploding dice work out, shall we? Rough. 10. 10 on the dice. 13 oh. points of damage. Hang on. Hang on. That is 20 points of damage. Oh, my God. You lose focus for a hair's breadth, and she catches you right in the side. Errol, it is your turn. I hear voices. This is the problem. <laughs> uh, Errol is going to five-foot step up and activate Trendelev's scale and swing at this thing. Did it just get colder? <laughs> uh, I hope so. 14. 14. Hit. Ooh, here we go. <laughs> Ooh-wee. 17 points of damage. 17 points of damage. You come across. She hits Poe in the side. As her back is turned, you sink your axe into it, and she freezes solid before your very eyes. It is Tammy's turn. Um... I'll just uh, I'll just keep firing off those missiles. So I'll send one up to the person in the top left corner, and then the other two to the one just south of them. All right. So the first one in the top left is five damage, max damage. And then the bottom one is nine damage. <laughs> <laughs> it's Tammy. <hard. laughs> Walks up, takes sunglasses out from God knows where, <laughs> puts them on, snaps her fingers, kills the last two cultists. Oh, shit. And Poe goes, Barb? <laughs> As two people die simultaneously. <laughs> Nikki, looking all right, turns to Poe and go, what's up, player, dude? These knees be shaking. <laughs> <laughs> they shaking, but they ain't crack a lacking. Oh yeah! And they embrace in the most joyous hug. Two people. Errol's can right exchange. between both of them, <laughs> and he's just like oh, an Errol sandwich. Yeah, an Errol sandwich. You couldn't get out of the way fast enough. I yeah. thought you died. <laughs> Dude, I thought so too. Remember how you guys used to give me shit for getting those concealed weapons permit for my short swords and my skinny jeans? <laughs> well, let me tell you, I've been stabbing stuff. Again, I cannot harp on this enough. That is not a thing. <laughs> <laughs> You're just shoving swords in your pants. It's it, You can do it. No one's trying to stop you. Please stop bothering the local administrative bureaucrats about it. Okay, well, here's the thing. <laughs> they didn't see it coming. <laughs> they probably did. <laughs> yeah. That explains why I keep missing. That explains a lot. <laughs> well... And he turns to all of you. He's like, does he keep doing that thing where he twirls a lot before he stabs? Oh, all the fucking time. Oh, yeah. He's just nodding in the background. <laughs> he got, he, 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 yeah, it's so good to see you. It's so good to see you, man. Have I you seen Rayus? Dude, I thought he was with you. No, I've been here at the Chatters. Dude, <laughs> I knew it. I called it. Dude, you wouldn't believe it. Doug was back at the house. Why didn't you take him with you? Well, I tried to, but then I, he was like, is there pizza where we're going? And I was like, no, there's no pizza where we're going. He's like, 
well, I don't want to go then. And I was like, fine. But if a paladin comes to that door, you're deadsies. And, <laughs> and I left. I did my best. Dude, you could have told him that Cheddar's was a pizza place. It's like a really easy deception check. Well, I didn't want to make... <laughs> I mean, Cheddar's is world famous for both the quality of their service and their food nationwide. <laughs> that is the nation of Galarian, not the United States of America. You're totally right. Doug would have known. This Doug would have known. It's it's true. It's a good thing a paladin come through because if he had gotten killed, man, I just would have been crushed. I would have cried. Crushed like <laughs> the skull of a pizza demon by a plus one cold iron morning star. Exactly. <laughs> I just can't even imagine it happening. Yeah. I'm just glad I've been saying that turn of phrase for years. Otherwise, it would seem really out of sorts. At <laughs> least doing a shifty eyes and then kind of like looks down sadness, completely befuddled by himself, not killing. <laughs> A pizza demon. <laughs> As this is happening, Nikki turns to all of you, and he like he outstretches his hand. Nice to meet y'all. I'm Nikki. And he uh, goes to like shake Errol's hand in earnest. He gives a big handshake to him too. Oh, it is so nice to meet you. You, the great cat guy. Nice to meet you too. Definitely not a paladin alone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I like that symbol of Ioma Day. Usually, pull out a paladin symbol, but I get it. You're not one. Sounds good. Definitely not. <laughs> and then this lovely gray skin, glowy face lady back here. How you doing? And then he outstretches both of his hands to get a double handshake from you. Um, I fist bump him <laughs> and say, "They call me Little Fady." <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice. I like it. And then he turns. Ooh, straightens his eyebrows, <laughs> quaffs his hair, gets down on one knee. And what is your name? Is that skin gray-green and those piercing blue eyes? It seems like you live in the wilderness most of the time. I am Nikki, and I am at your Service. Uh, I should have warned you. He has a thing for short people. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a thing for short I do not. <laughs> he says Anyways. that. Uh, I'm Tammy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that's spelled with two M's and a Y. <laughs> Tammy. Well, I also have a name that has a bunch of silent letters in it as well. <laughs> I am most humbled to make your acquaintance. Anyways, do you guys want to uh, go to the the protected organ? What that thing? What's that thing called? What's Cheddar's that? Heart? That, that thing. Yeah, that Cheddar's. thing. That thing. Now nah, Cheddar's burned down inside. Uh, God damn it, oh, Nikki! Yeah. I told you to stop smoking. It's not good for your health or fucking it, Cheddar's. Apparently, it wasn't me. But don't ask about it. Uh, is there at least, like, treasure in there or something? Like, did you leave anything for anybody, like a burger? It depends. Do you seek unlimited amounts of ash? Because if you do, then yes. Like Lots of treasure. Flame-broiled burger? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Again, cannot emphasize this enough. It is a hollowed-out, burned-down building. God damn it. We can never <laughs> trust you to go anywhere. This is why I always tell Roos... To stick with you. You fuck shit up. That's true. No, it's it's totally fair. Anyways. Errol's going to start rifling through the cultist shit <laughs> <laughs> as they argue about the cheddars. <laughs> you find two masterwork glaives, a masterwork scythe, 
you find three potions of cure light wounds, three scrolls of cause fear, three scrolls of comprehend language, unholy water, three of those again, uh, three daggers, and 30 GP. Sweet. This is why you would make a terrible prostitute. Did you see how much treasure they had on them? You could have seduced them, and then you could have got that shit. For the Dude, last Nikki. time, courier, not courtesan. I feel like you make this mistake all the time. I'm just saying we could expand our business model. You could have glaives. They have pluses on them. People engraving shit with math. Right You're as missing out. This argument is erupting between Poe and Nikki. You just hear. I told you to stop drinking IPAs. It does terrible things to your stomach. <laughs> I get it. But that wasn't me. That kind of like weird ribbing roar came from the structure to the northwest. Is that where the defender's the heart is? Yeah. So <laughs> there's a Cheddar's is right behind you. <laughs> Up to the north. Just to the north. And then to the northwest is another building. Let's go check it out. <laughs> hey, guys. I think we should go check it out. <laughs> I think you should check it out. Oh, boy. Here I go killing again. Next week. <laughs> you should check it out next week on <laughs> The Final Crusade. <laughs> This isn't a joke. The oh. episode's oh. ending. Now. Oh, it's over. Come on. <laughs> it's over. Come oh, it's on. over. It's over. Are you sure you don't want to do another like 45 minutes of Nikki and Poe? Just <laughs> can we? For Nikki the and Poe. Nikki and Poe. They're very similar. Nikki and Poe. I just can't wait until they have to do Nikki and Bruce. Oh, yeah. And Poe. Yeah, but I think like, who sounds like this when I have to listen to that. It's very confusing. Four Corners Games podcast is property of Four Corners Games, Inc. For more information about Four Corners Games, please visit fourcornersgames.com with the number four. Music and sound on this episode by Sirenscape, because epic games need epic sound. This podcast uses trademarks and or copyrights owned by Paizo, Inc., which are used under Paizo's community use policy. We are expressly prohibited from charging you to use or access this content. This podcast is not published, endorsed, or specifically approved by Paizo, Inc. For more information about Paizo's community use policy, please visit paizo.com forward slash community use. For more information about Paizo, Inc. and Paizo products, please visit paizo.com. <laughs>